your faith to believe. Don't let this opportunity pass you by tonight. I believe I believe the Lord's going to show up and I believe he has a word of encouragement for us. I believe he has something special that he wants to, uh, to impart to us tonight. So take advantage of this opportunity. Take advantage of right now. This is your night. This is your time. You got a need in your life. You're ready to see the victory. I believe tonight can be your night. So Father, we just bow our heads to you tonight, Lord. What a great honor it is that we can come and assemble ourselves once again, Lord, in your presence, Lord, with other believers that share the same faith, the same zeal, the same determination, the same desires, Lord, the same expectation. Lord, we're looking for a body change. But Lord, until that time comes, Lord, we're just we're looking to your word to draw strength from your word tonight, to, to draw faith from your word tonight. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and we're asking that you would come by our way tonight Lord and you will Lord spark our faith to believe you will ignite our faith oh God to, to be a flame of fire Lord to reach up no matter where we are no matter what we've been through Lord no matter the struggles we have faced but may we rise up from the ashes tonight oh God and may we grab hold to the promise Lord, because your word is yea and amen. You're the faithful and the true witness. So, God, we're just asking tonight that our faith will rise to the challenge. And, Lord, I pray you just anoint each and every heart that's here. Lord, each and every ear that's here to receive. Lord, even those on the live stream tonight. We ask that you go forth from this place tonight, oh God, through the anointing of your spirit and set souls free, Lord. May healing be... Lord, be had to those that are in need of healing tonight. Lord, those may be stricken in bondage and bound by the chains of unbelief. Lord, may those chains be removed tonight and the shackles be broken and they be liberated to serve a living God. And Lord, we pray not only for that, but those may be under complexes and Lord, depressions and tormenting spirits. Lord, may the chains of darkness be, be broken tonight, Lord God, and, and may you just receive the victory, oh God. And we're asking, Lord, that you'd come by our way now. I ask that you would just speak through these lips, Lord. Speak through this mortal clay tonight, Lord. These are your people. You know what their needs are, Father. So I'm asking that you come by, Lord, and be the speaker tonight. Minister to our hearts and minister to our lives. We ask it now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, <clears throat> just have you turn to John 14 as we turn there. Just want to say we had a, we had a youth service this past weekend. This past Sunday, we... We spoke to the young people on prepare to battle, called for a purpose. Prepare to battle. This is the second part that I did on preparing to battle. And I think it's advantageous for us to train our young people to prepare to battle, know how to fight, know how to enter into spiritual warfare, what to expect, and, and how to come out the victor in every situation. So we had a wonderful, wonderful service, and I just want to encourage all the young people, you come and be a part of this. 
Don't let anything hold you back. Don't think that you're not accepted. You're not good enough. We welcome you. I want you to come and be a part of our young people. Be a part of what God is doing in this youth group. There's many churches where there's only one person in the entire youth group. They will long and love to have the opportunity that each of you have here tonight at Even Like Tabernacle to be a part of a great youth group. So I encourage you, come and be a part. Now, enough of that. Let's get into the Word. But I want you to know I love you. I want you to know that from the bottom of my heart. My heart goes out to you. That's why I do these services. It's not so I can have a place to preach, but it's for you. It's to, to see you become out victorious, see you not make the mistakes that I made, the choices that I made. I wish and pray that I'd have this kind of church when I was a young person. Because it makes all the difference when you know people genuinely care about you. Not only care about you, but they care about your spiritual well-being. So we do this for you, and I want you to be a part. John 14 and verse 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me and the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto the Father. And whatsoever ye ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I want to key back in on that. If ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. You can be seated tonight. And in John 15 and verse 7, it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So we find the theme here is us asking. And we also find the theme, and it shall be done unto you. I will do it. So tonight I want to speak to you again on time-tested faith. It's to be a part three. But I want to speak as a subtitle, Faith That Will Speak. So we see here that the Bible tells us the very works that Jesus did, that there's going to be a body of people that's going to do the very same works. And actually they're going to do greater works because he's gone to the Father. Then we follow that and he says, whatsoever you ask. So I encourage you tonight, don't be afraid to ask God for anything. So whatsoever you ask God in my name, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. This is red letter in your Bible. This is Jesus speaking personally to you as his body, as his bride, the body that's here on earth. He's telling you tonight that he will do whatever your request is. But there's one requirement, that you have faith, to believe that which you ask, he's able. We find, though, as we've been speaking in the previous sermons on time-tested faith, we find here in 1 Peter 1, 6, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So we find that the trial of our faith. Now, how many of your your faith has been tried? Brother Joseph, you give me a little bit more volume, just a little bit more volume. Whoever's running the sound up here, if I can get a little bit more volume, that'd be great. But we find that our, our faith is what's being tested. We also look in James, and this is very familiar because we went over this. He says, my brother, and this is James 1 and verse 2, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. Now, I know you're a joyous people tonight, right? 
Right? Some of you just hadn't woken up yet, and we're in the middle of the night. But it says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So your faith is what's being tried here. And we, so with that, we, I can say this, and I will say this, that, that you'll never know your true strength or the true faith that you had until you're first put to the test or until your faith is put to the fire. See, the Hebrew boys would have never felt that fourth man or seen that fourth man if their faith wasn't put in the fire. But they was willing to, no matter what it took, they had a decree that no matter if God didn't save them, they refused to bow, but they knew God was able. So I don't know about your situation tonight, if God will, but I know one thing, that God is able tonight, and he can be the fourth man on your situation. He can be the one that's in your flame of fire tonight, where you don't even come away smelling of fire. And Why is that? Because it's your faith that's going to be tested, but you got to know that God is able to perform his word, and that you got to know also that I am a son and a daughter of God, and whatsoever I ask God, God will do it tonight. Because what? Because God is on the behalf of his people. Are you his people tonight? You're his children tonight. Let me tell you, if you're a dad here, you've never turned away your child when they come requesting anything. And that's the same way your heavenly father is. He doesn't turn you away. So your, your faith will never know its true potential until it's first tested. And it, hey, the tests are grievous. Manifold temptations. The trial of your faith. But I wonder how many of us as true believers really understand the value that lays in our faith. The value, the strength, the determination, the perseverance that lays in our faith. If we could recognize the faith that we have, if we could recognize who we are and what we are, then I'll tell you tonight, there's no demon power could stand before you if you can only have faith in who you are and whose you are. When you have that full faith tonight, knowing I'm a son of God, I've been blood-bought, I've been word-taught, I've been changed, my desires have been changed, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm here to tell you tonight, there's no demon power can stand before that son or that daughter of God, and God will meet the needs of their petition, because he says, if you ask in faith, believe that I will do what I said I'll do, then I will do exactly what you petitioned me to do tonight. And so I ask you tonight, you come in here with a need. I can tell you tonight, my God is able to meet that need. Not only is he able to meet that need, but he will do it right here tonight. God can anchor that faith in your soul, but you got to have the faith to speak what you have need of. So we find several scriptures though of our faith being tested. The trial of our faith. So with that, there has to be some reason that the enemy attacks your faith. Do you notice where the attack is at? It's in your faith. We find here in the revelation of Jesus Christ in the church age book, Brother Brown makes this statement here. He says, now remember this, that Christ in the true church is the continuation of the book of Acts. Now who's the true church? I want to see everybody's hands up. Who's the true church? Fake it till you feel it. You may not feel like you're part of that true church. Fake it anyway. Let the devil, hey, fake the devil out. <laughs> But see, but the book of Revelation shows how that the Antichrist spirit will come into the church 
and defile it, making it lukewarm, formal, and powerless. I pray this church never gets in this condition. I pray that your, your spiritual walk never gets in that condition. I pray that you have a revival each and every day. And if you don't, then you need to shake yourself. Lord, not, don't let me get in this condition to where I'm lukewarm and I'm form. I'm just going through the motions. I'm just going to church to go to church. And you have no power because I'm here to tell you tonight, there is power that lays in your faith. If you can only activate your faith to believe what the word says, I'm going to tell you, there's nothing can stand before you tonight as a son and as a daughter of God. He says, now it exposes Satan, revealing his works. Now notice, his, attempt, his works attempted destruction of God's people. How does he do that? By just attacking your faith. He tries to destroy God's people by attacking their faith and by the discrediting of, the God, of God's word. So he not only attacks your faith, but then he attacks the word. So we look back over the last three to four or five years, and you've seen what's been going around the message. You've seen the enemy attacking the word the messenger, the word, the message, and he's also attacking the faith of the people. And why do you see some of those that used to be with us are no longer with us anymore? Because their faith was not anchored in the word. Their faith was somewhere else, maybe in some emotion or some imagination. But if you anchor your faith in the word, then there's nothing that can waver you, nothing can shake you, nothing can unsettle you tonight. Because your faith is not in a man. Your faith is in thus saith the Lord. It's in this eternal word of God. It says, now he knows, now listen to this. He knows, speaking about Satan, that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and what she stands for and that she can do the greater works. Come on, she. Well, Brother Joe, I'm just a little bitty housewife. No, you're not just a little bitty housewife. I'm just a young person. No, you're not just a young person. See, Satan knows it's about you tonight. He knows that if you can get a true revelation of the true church and what you are, all right, and what you stand for, and that you can do the greater works, listen to this, that you will be an invincible army. What does that mean, Brother John? It means that you can't be defeated. You may come, he may come against you time and time and time again, but every time he comes, he loses and loses and loses and goes away in defeat and defeat. Because why? Because you are that invincible army that he's speaking of, and Satan knows that about you tonight. See, if they get a true revelation of the two spirits within the framework of the Christian church, and by God's spirit discern and withstand the Antichrist spirit, Satan will be powerless before her. I said Satan will be powerless before her tonight. That's speaking of you tonight. He knows that if you get this true revelation and faith anchors down that you know that you know that you know that you've been, you're a son and daughter of God, that you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and you can discern and withstand the Antichrist spirit, then he is powerless before you. He knows it's about you tonight. Then why don't we know it about ourselves? Why don't we need all rest in our faith? He says, now Satan will be powerless before. He will be definitely thwarted today as when Christ withstood his every effort to gain power over him in the desert. Yes, Satan hates revelation, but we love it. 
He's now, with true revelation in our lives, the gates of hell cannot prevail against us, but we prevail over them. Did you hear that, church? But we prevail. I said we tonight. Even like tabernacle, we the bride of Jesus Christ. We prevail over them. Everything he comes and he attacks your faith with, he may come with fear. He may come with depression. He may come with complexes. He may come with sickness in your body. Oh, whatever, whatever name you want to put there. Put any tormenting spirit you want to put there. But every time he comes before you, we shall prevail. Because why? Because we're anchored in the word of God. Your faith is not in your emotion. Your faith is not in a sensation. Your faith is in thus saith the Lord. And we find that our Christian experience, everything that we are, hinges on our faith. Because the Bible says, for it's by grace that you're saved through faith. So it all hinges on your faith, young person. And you find young people, one day they're up, next day they're down. One day they're up, next day they're down. So you see, Satan knows that this church here tonight, and he knows that the bride of Christ can do the greater works. That she can do the greater works. He knows that this bride is an invincible army. He knows it's about you tonight. He knows that therefore he attacks your faith. And if he can attack your faith, he can keep you from realizing the power and the authority that you possess as a son and daughter of God. He knows that if a believer ever recognized the faith that they possess, then there's nothing can stand before them. He would be powerless. You would be all powerful. I said he would be powerless and you would be all powerful. He would be defeated and you would reign triumphant. So we find the attack is on our faith. Because if he can weaken your faith, then he weakens you. And if he weakens you, then you refuse to fight. But if you know who you are and you're steadfast in who you are and who you are, you don't care what size the enemy is, you're going to fight. Because you know you've been anointed for the battle. You've been anointed in this hour just the same way David was anointed to face Goliath. You've been anointed in this hour to face your Goliath. But it's got to be stirring stirring in your heart. It's got to be something and it all hinges on faith. We got to be a people that operates under faith. And there's nothing wrong with operating under faith. We find here that the Bible says in Matthew 13 and verse 31. It says, another parable put he forth unto him, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a grain of a mustard seed, which a man took and he sowed into a field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, that it becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and they lodge in the branches thereof. So what are you saying to me tonight, Brother John? I'm telling you to sow your seed of faith. Plant it in the Word of God. Anchor it in there. And let me tell you, don't go digging it up, but just let it sit there and let it rise up. Let it become to, to grow. Let it mature in the Word of God. And what you're going to find out is that that seed that you planted has life in it. It's going to rise up and it's going to be a great big tree that people all people of all different kinds want to come. And they want to sit underneath your branches there and they want to draw strength and receive shade under your faith. Because why? They realize that you create an atmosphere that the things that you request from God, God is there on your behalf. 
behalf. They see God responding. They see God moving. They see God answering. And it's all because why? You sowed the seed of faith. I'm not talking about a prosperity ministry. We don't need your money. But what we need is you to operate your faith so that you can believe that no matter what you're going through, the situation that you're in, that God is able tonight to meet that need. God is able tonight, whether it be financial, whether it be sickness in the body, whether it be tormenting spirits, God is able tonight to minister to that need. This is not a Joel Osteen meeting. We don't need Joel Osteen. We don't need prosperity preachers. We need people to preach the word of God and preach faith unadulterated. That is thus saith the Lord. If you ask anything in my name, God is still here. He's still God. He's still able. And he's ready tonight to respond to your faith. Matthew 17 and verse 20. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, Reason why they couldn't cast out a devil. For verily, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now in my notes, I highlighted nothing shall be impossible unto you. Luke 17 and verse 6, And the Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. So there's a common theme here that we're recognizing. And it's a small amount of faith to the size of a mustard seed. And they say that the mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds, but yet when it's planted and it grows, it can grow to anywhere between 12 to 15 feet in height. Yet, your simple, feeble faith can do impossible things. Did you hear what I said? You're feeble. What may be real feeble to you, it may be shaky, but yet it's faith nevertheless. And it may be real feeble, it may be, uh, may be real small, but yet if you can believe and hold to that word, it will do impossible things. That's why in Mark 9 and verse 23, Jesus said unto them, if thou canst believe, otherwise have faith, all things are possible to them that believeth. All things are possible to them that have faith. And all it takes is a mustard seed faith. He's not asking you to have great big faith right here. He's just saying just have, just have a small amount of faith. But as long as it's genuine faith. See, the thing about it is that mustard seed has life. So when it's planted, it begins to grow. It begins to push out. It begins to come up. It's ever expanding. It's enlarging. It's growing. And that's what our faith is to do, is to grow, to enlarge, to expand. The prayer of Jabez says, Lord, increase my borders. Jabez was asking that his borders will be increased, that he can explore the true realm of his dominion. And I believe that should be our prayer tonight as sons and daughters of God. God, increase my borders. Increase my faith tonight. Let me go out and see what belongs to me tonight. And give me the faith, not only to go out and see it, but give me the faith to go out and attain it. Give me the faith to go out and, and, and grab hold of it tonight, believing that no matter where I'm at, no matter how feeble my faith may be, God, you're able tonight to respond to the smallest amount of faith tonight. We see here in Matthew 17 and verse 20, notice, nothing shall be impossible unto you. So we find in Mark 9, all things are possible. And we find in Matthew 17, nothing shall be impossible. So all things are possible for you tonight and nothing shall be impossible. 
But the devil's constantly telling you, well, that's impossible. Nobody's ever been healed of that. Nobody's ever been delivered of that. He makes you look like your situation. There's no way out. But I'm here to tell you tonight, all things are possible for them that believe. And he also said, nothing is impossible for them that believe. So all things are possible and nothing is impossible. So get that out of your mind tonight that you're not anybody. Get that out of your mind tonight that you're not going to amount to anything. That oh, Nobody cares about you and God don't care about you. And just, if he did, the situation be where it, wouldn't, wouldn't be where it's at tonight. But I want you to know God has you in that situation so that you can operate your faith tonight because nothing shall be impossible to you tonight if you believe. Now, he says in the message, it shall be even as it was told me. Listen to what he says. He says, maybe you may not have spontaneous faith to bring something just a miracle right to you. You may not have that kind of faith. But Jesus said, if you had the faith like a mustard seed, you could say to the mountain, be moved. And by and by, it would come to pass. He goes, it wouldn't vanish it away. But by and by, it would come to pass. A lot of times we pray, we expect miracles. Hey, sometimes that's for somebody. But that's not what we're being asked here. Just have mustard seed faith. See, the thing about mustard seed faith, it won't mix with any unbelief. Brother Bam says you can mix kale, you can mix spinach, you can mix this, but you can't mix mustard. It's mustard to be mustard. So how many of you are mustard tonight? You're not ketchup, you're mustard. It's mustard to be mustard. You can't mix with the things of the world. You're not mixing with this. You're not mixing with that. It's mustard to be mustard. We're the word of God. We're the word may manifest in this hour. And the word may manifest in this hour. It's going to be going to believe the word that was written in that hour. And what is it going to do? It's going to produce the very same works. Because the Bible says if you can believe tonight, then you'll do the greater works. He says now. If you have got just a least grain of faith, that's genuine mustard seed faith that won't move away, stay with it, it will bring you out. He says some people have faith like this, some people have that much faith, some people have that much faith, and some have, they can go plumb over their heads into miracles, as we saw for Sister Alana, and we saw for Sister Mariah. Those were monumental faith to, to believe for a miracle, but not everybody has that kind of faith. But notice what he says. But because you haven't got that much, that doesn't mean that you can't be healed. He says, if you had the least little bit of faith, you stay right with it, it'll take you out. Will you believe that? That's the truth. God will make me answer for it if I haven't told you the truth. So you don't have to have faith to perform a miracle tonight, but if you have just a small amount of mustard seed, genuine faith tonight, and stay with it and hold on to it, it'll bring you out. As I told, I may have told the church here a while back, last year at the last youth, or the last youth camp back in 2017, not this past year, but I had a horrible rash that I had for over a year and it, could, and it would never leave. And my wife's like, why don't you go to the doctor? I'm like, I ain't going to the doctor. It's not because I don't believe in doctors. I work in a hospital for crying out loud. I believe in doctors, but I'm like, you know what? God said he's gonna heal me. I'm gonna put God to the test. I don't care how long it takes. And so I walked through that prayer line. I told Brother Jason Jackson, I said, I got a rash. I'm expecting God to deliver. And you know what? I walked to that prayer line. I didn't feel anything. I didn't just get all shaky and wah, 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 and all of a sudden I felt the moving of the Spirit. No. But I walked through in faith. And about a month later, I realized, you know what? That thing is gone. It hasn't bothered me since. 
You say, Brother Joe, was that miracle faith? No, it was mustard seed faith just to believe God for the small thing. And I held to God's word. He said, I'm the Lord thy God that heals all thy diseases, all thy sicknesses. And then I'd say, Lord, you said whatsoever things you desire when you pray, if you'll believe that you receive, then you shall have what you say. I said, Lord, that's your word. I'm holding you to your word tonight. You said I could be free. You said I could be healed. Lord, I'm taking it your word. Heal me tonight based on your word. And what did God do? God came by and delivered his servant based on his word and my faith to trade God at his word. And he'll do that for you tonight. I want you to hear me. He will do that for you tonight. He goes, if you only got just a little grain of faith, that's genuine mustard seed faith that won't move. Stay with it. It'll bring you out. But notice in Matthew the way Jesus words this. If you have faith. So there's some degree of maybe some uncertainty. If you have faith. We find that many people have religion. They don't have faith. Many people have creeds, doctrines. But where's your faith? Many people have imagination and they hope so. But where's your faith? See, faith begins in you when you put it in action. Did you hear that? Faith begins in you when you put it in action. Not just sit by, well, I got faith, and you ain't doing nothing. You just on spectator on the sidelines doing nothing. Everybody else is winning the battle. Everybody else is getting victory. And you're sitting there, why me? Why me? Why me? Put your faith in action. Many times God will put you in a difficult situation and God will ask the most impossible things out of you just to see if you'll be, if you'll be obedient to his word. And if you're not, it shows you don't have faith. But if you do, it shows you do have faith. Because a lot of times faith is doing what you don't want to do. How many of you ever experienced that? Faith is doing something, taking God at his word when you don't want to take God at his word. You're like, no, that is stupid. I don't want to do that. It goes against everything you stand for. But yet he's telling you, you can't get away from it. And when you do it, guess what happens? The doors fly wide open. And you're walking by faith. Our walk is a faith walk. Not by what we see. Not by how we feel. Not by what we, you know, just the things that we encounter. It's all based on faith. And without faith, then we're nothing. Without faith, you have nothing to stand on. Your whole Christian walk is on faith. So we find in Luke 18 and verse 8, it says, I tell you that he will avenge him speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? He's looking for faith. He's not looking for your religion. He's not looking for your creed. He's not looking to who your pastor is. He's not looking for what church you belong to. He's looking for faith. And let me tell you, he's looking for faith that is in motion. He's looking for faith that is active. He's looking for people that believe his word. He's looking for people that will stand out there and say, Lord, I need you to move on my behalf. And yet that's what God is looking for. And you find people, they say, well, I, I, you know, I, I, I God ain't listening to me. God is listening. He's looking for a certain quality. And it just so happens to be faith. Well, I believe God sent a prophet. That's not what he's asking you. He's asking you, do you have faith 
You know what? You've got to have faith in who you are before you can have faith that God sent a prophet. He says, some people have great big faith like this. Anything can happen. Now, I wish I had that kind of faith. The next has faith this deep. Takes a little bit longer. The next has faith this deep. Takes a quite a little while. Some have faith like a mustard seed. But if it's mustard seed faith, genuine faith, hold on to it. Just keep believing it. It'll become marble faith. Then it will become grapefruit faith. Then it will become mountain faith. And it'll bring you right out. Just stay with it. Hold on to it. It'll bring you right straight to light if you'll stay with it. He says, don't be discouraged and don't believe symptoms. Symptoms, that's the devil's lie. Well, a lot of times, that's the thing that the devil attacks us with. He attacks your faith by symptoms, or he attacks your faith by situations, and he attacks your faith by all these other different things, and we find that we want to have faith. We want to believe for it, but yet we're too busy looking at the symptoms. We're too busy looking at our kids that are wayward, or we're too busy looking at our bodies that are being destroyed by sickness. We're looking at too many of the external things, and we're not looking back to the Word. The Word is where we draw our strength. The Word is where we draw our courage, because without the Bible says that without faith it's impossible to please God and how does faith come? It comes by hearing the word of God and that's why we're preaching faith to you tonight so that you can be electrified in faith and claim what you have need of tonight. Quit looking at your symptoms. Your symptoms are lied to you. They're lying vanities. He says but don't get discouraged and don't believe symptoms. Now what is faith? Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Substance. Actual existence. This is very elementary tonight, but it's okay. This is what the Lord laid on my heart. It is actual existence. It's a real being, steadfastness of mind, firmness, courage, resolution, competence, firm trust, and assurance. That's faith. It's the substance. The firm assurance. Nobody can shake you from it. Nobody can talk you out of it. You're not swayed by Hollywood fashion. You're not swayed by the latest trends. You're not swayed by the, the, the most cunning argument. No, you're not swayed by any of those things. Because why? Because your faith is not in those things. It's in the word of God. And it also says, and the evidence of things not seen. The word evidence there is proof. Sister Alana is proof that God still heals from cancer. Sister Mariah is proof that God delivers from alopecia. And if we went through here and time and time, each of you have a testimony of the proof of the faith that you have. Because why? Because God came on the scene for your need and brought a miracle. And some of you have needs tonight. And I'm here to tell you the faith is here tonight. The substance is here tonight. And the evidence is here tonight. If you can only believe tonight, then you'll have exactly what you're asking. So, Brother Branham, in the 1947, faith is a substance. This is where we're going to start drawing our thought from this evening. There's a young girl who had a ruptured appendix, and she was dying, and she was about to die. And Brother Branham challenged her faith. She said, oh, Brother Branham, do you think I'll live? And I said, I believe you will. But do you believe? Notice he put it back on her. It's one thing for the ministry to believe for you. It's another thing for you to believe for yourself. It's one thing for us to pray for you and your kids or whatever your situation may be. But it's another thing for you to grab hold of it yourself. 
this is mine. Satan, you're not going to take them any longer. They're not going one more step in your direction. Some of us need to grab hold of that promise tonight and fight with everything that we got. How do you fight? By faith. Taking God at his word whatsoever you ask God in my name, that I will do. Take that scripture, put it on your refrigerator, stick it on your mirror, on your vanity, wherever you got to put it, put it in your car, but realize that I will do it. That's not Brother Tim, that's not Brother Branham, that's not Martin Luther, that's not Donnie Reagan, that's not Ron Spencer, that's not Aaron Oglesby, that's not Joe Adams, that's Jesus Christ. He says, ask anything in my name that I will do. That I Jesus Christ, personal pronoun, I will do it for you. He says, now, I believe, but do you believe? She says, well, I, I believe, sure. I don't care what my church says. I believe Georgie Carter got well, said, I'll get well too. I'm scared of the operation. Now, notice what he says here. This girl thought she believed, just like many of you come down this, this line tonight. You think you believe, but she did not believe. But the girl that had, she had to be in an emergency and her life was at stake. Something had been done. So I said, sister, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but you, don't, you do not have faith. I'm not even going to ask you tonight to raise your hand who has faith. Because sometimes we got make-believe faith. It's more or less hope. But faith ain't hope. Brother Bam said hope hopes for Faith already has it. She said, I believe, I believe, Brother Branham. Well, she thought she believed. Now look, she had hope, but faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see what I mean? Now I said, sister, in an ordinary case, I said, I can have a little bit of time. I'll let you have time maybe to take you about that much faith to go out with it. But you haven't got... You, but but you got to have an immediate attention right now for I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. You'll not live to see the hospital. And she said that she would, that she believed, but she, she did not. I said, Sister, you do not have faith. She said, Oh, Reverend Branham, I have faith to believe anything. Notice where he's challenging now. I have faith to believe anything. How many of you got faith to believe anything? That's what I thought. Just a couple hands. Because faith is the substance, the actual substance of things hoped for. He says, if you have faith, I want to ask you now, show you rather, that you don't have faith. Now listen and catch every word of it. Hanging in the room from the chandelier was a string, and on the end of the string was a little bracelet, and it was a white bracelet with little red sets in it where a child probably had been playing with it, you know, something swinging in the room. And I seen that little bracelet hanging there, and I said to the young lady, how far away are you from that bracelet? She said, probably approximately 15 feet. I said, now, all you adults here and all you people just turn around, turn your back around to me. She said, now, there's something I'm going to do. It's going to be done. I'm not going to hurt anyone. I just got to speak to the girl because she's got to catch the idea of this now. And I said to the young lady, I said, now, you tell me that you've got faith to believe all things. She said, I have, sir. I said, how long has it been since you've eaten? She said, three days, I can't even keep water on my stomach. You know what the appendix is and the fever also. And I said, now, if you believe with all your heart 
and you prove to me now that you have faith, I want you to look directly at that bracelet. It's hanging there in midair. And I want you to make that bracelet swing around and around in the room and then make it swing back and forth in the room and then stop it and I'll believe that you have faith. Ooh, that's 1947. Y'all done the math on that? It's a long time ago. I don't have my calculator. See, I'm an accountant, but I got to have a calculator. 1947, he's challenging this young girl to her faith. And how much further down the road are we today? The opening of the word, the revealing of the seven seals. Our faith should be able to do exactly what he requested. Notice now, listen to her reply. She said, oh, Brother Bradham said, why ask me something like that? said, I want to see if you had faith. She said, all, and he says, now all things are possible if you believe. Now he's quoting the scripture to her because it's the scripture. That's the truth, right? You believe that. Every one of y'all just said amen to that a minute ago. Amen. All things are possible to them that believe. Then she said, well, Brother Bradham, no one could do that. Said, oh, yes, anyone can that believes. Anyone can that has faith. Now, I'm not asking you to go home tonight and practice this. You'd be staring at that bracelet trying to make it move and get discouraged when it don't move. Cut the fan on just to make it move, right? <laughs> Look here, honey, I did it. Now that's not what he's asking. And that's not what I'm insinuating to you tonight. But just let me continue on. Well, I don't believe that anyone could do that. And he said, I thought you said you'd believe for all things. And she said, how? And she was caught right there. He said, you believed all things. I want to prove it. She said, well, I don't believe there's anyone can do that. That's material, Brother Branham. She said, could you do it? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I, could, it, could I see it done? He says, if you desire. She goes, I desire. He goes, then, of course, fasting my eyes to that bracelet, which you can yourself. Notice now he's putting you here, which you can yourself. If you won't doubt in your heart, and it started moving around, and then it moved back and forth and around crossways, and it stopped. She said, Brother Bradham, she says, that's spiritualism. And he said, I thought you maybe you would say something like that. Isn't it strange how people that profess that they know God, and, but they know so little about them? Isn't that right? She said, there's no such thing that can be showed in the Bible of anything like that. He goes, I thought that you would say that, but it's in the Bible. Well, I'll never, I don't believe it. He said, you want me to show you? She said, yeah, show me where it's in the Bible. He said, now, one day Jesus passed by the tree. He wanted to find some fruit on it. There was no fruit on the tree. He put, he put a curse on it, and the tree began to wilt. And when they passed by, the, by at noon, the tree was wilting down. And Peter remarked and said, how quick that the tree was wilted. And he said, if you would say in your heart for this tree to be plucked up and cast into the sea and would not doubt in your heart, it would obey you. He's putting it back on you, not the ministry, but back on you tonight as the receiving in, as the believer tonight. He says, now, he also said, if you would say unto this mountain, be thou moved and not doubt in your heart, but by and by it will come to pass. Did he say it? Sure he did. He said, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, I said, now, if the faith of the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain, how much smaller faith 
could we have tonight to move that bracelet? And I'm asking you tonight, I'm not asking you to go and move mountains, but if, if mustard seed faith tonight can move a mountain, how much faith could it need, could you need tonight to, to go out and receive your lost loved ones? How much faith would it take tonight not to remove a bracelet or make a bracelet move up and down, but to believe for your healing, to believe for your deliverance? How much faith would it take tonight if you can only believe because all things are possible to you tonight if you'll just believe? If a small amount of faith, mustard seed faith can move a mountain, how much will it take to move for your, your situation? Faith for your healing, faith for your deliverance. See, mustard seed is something that's small. But if it's genuine, it won't mix with anything else. It's mustard to be mustard. And tonight, it's okay for you to be mustard. It's okay to you not mix it's okay to you to believe. You know what? It's okay for us to act Pentecostal sometimes. Now, I'm not advocating you to get all emotional and jump pews. I don't need that. You don't need that. That's not what we're talking about. But I'm asking you to Pentecostal faith, believe in God. They believe in the supernatural. Are we too far away and too far down the road that we fail to believe that God is still a supernatural God, that God is still able to do exceeding abundantly all that we can even ask or think? If he can make a bracelet move in thin air, what can he do for you and I tonight? He's already defeated cancer. He's already put a little hair on a little girl's head. What can he do for you tonight? He's still God. Don't limit God by your unbelief. Don't limit God by your lack of faith. Believe God tonight and you'll see God move. You'll see the hand of God. I'll sweep over on your behalf and you'll see things that you never expected God to do. God will do it anyway. You don't have to have some man to lay hands on you and pray for you, though it's in the word, but it's based on if you believe tonight. He says, ask what you will and to be given to you, see, but it can't be wavering. It's got to be genuine mustard if you know what I'm speaking. She said, look at here. I want to ask you something. She goes, did God move that bracelet or did the devil? He said, neither moved it. She said, then how in the world did it move? He said, I moved it. She said, well, you're 15 feet away from it. She says, no, not, not me. My faith moved it. My faith. What about your faith tonight? Maybe two, three feet above your head, there's another dimension spinning around and around. Not 15 feet away. But I wonder if your faith can pull that presence right down to your need. I wonder if your faith for that son that's out there in the world can pull that presence right there to your need right now and anchor it in your soul no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situations, no matter what the signs, no matter what you're looking at, but it anchors in your soul. Your faith tonight. Brother Bam said he's no more than just a few feet above your head. There's another dimension spinning around and around. It's moving faster. Oh, I wonder if our faith can slow it down to bring him on, on our scene. You said you had a need tonight when you came in. I'm going to tell you, faith will slow that dimension down and bring God right to your pew. It'll bring God right to your need tonight. Some of you are expecting a, a young baby. You want to have a child. Prayer and faith tonight can slow that dimension down and bring God right down to that womb and speak life to it. We're speaking on faith that will speak tonight. So you got to believe for yourself. And you got to believe to speak it. 
And it's not Joel Osteen, like I said. I'm not speaking financial blessings on you. I want you to believe for yourself tonight that whatsoever you ask God, God will do it. Now he says, now my faith's moved it. See, if you ask anything and not doubt, see what I mean? John 14 and verse 12 now says, He that believeth on me in the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And we, as the bride of Jesus Christ, are to do the greater works. Can I get an amen on that? Well, Brother Joe, that's for Brother Branham. If that was for Brother Branham, his name would have been in that scripture. Or it would have said the seventh angel. It would have said something that pertained only to him. But that's for you and I tonight. These signs shall follow them that believe, not just him. How many of you are them tonight? We're sons and daughters of God. We believers, we're, we believe by faith and whatsoever we ask, God's able. I'm asking, where are the greater works? I'm seeing a greater work done here and a greater work done over here. But what about the rest of us? Look, he's the same God tonight. Don't limit God tonight based on the results that you've not seen yet. He's still on our God. He's still able tonight to do whatever you can call God on the scene for. We say we have faith. We say we believe. Then I ask you, where are the works? Because the works should follow them that believe. God didn't just put that in the scripture for us to fall short of. He didn't put that in the scripture just to take up pages or take up space on a page. He put that in there because somebody was going to have faith and somebody was going to perform the greater works. And I'm looking at somebody tonight that's going to say, Mama, that's me. That's me. I'm going to fulfill that part of the word. I'm going to do the greater works. The greater works, what are you saying? Just believe what the word says. Do exactly what he did. He believed in who he was. And that's all he's asking of you tonight, to believe in who the word says that you are. The devil's telling you you're not going to make anything, you're not going to mount anything. He's telling you you might as well give up. He's constantly battling you with complexes and depression and, and suicidal thoughts. But the word doesn't say that about you. The word says you're the apple of his eye. The word says you're his prized possession. Everything that he done, every messenger he ever sent, he did it all. The prophet of God said, in the back part of God's mind, you were there. You were an eternal thought in the back part of God's mind. And everything that he ever did was all for you tonight. That should strike our faith tonight to believe. God, you thought so much of me. Not only did you come and die for me, but you sent a prophet in this age, in the age of the most, the darkest hour yet. You came to bring me light that I can come forth out of this generation and out of the darkness that's here and, and, and perform the very works that you said that would be performed by those that believe this message. People say that only pertained to Brother Branham, but I say it pertained to the bride. I say it pertained to all those that believe. They say, well, it's got to be a prophetic ministry. The bride has a prophetic ministry. She's prophesying again. How? By performing the same works. The same signs, the same wonders. As we heard Brother Tim a few weeks ago, Bible days are still here. Bible signs are still here. If Bible days are still here and Bible signs are still here, then Bible works are still here. Then why do we sit so idle? Let's put our faith in action. He goes, you can, res- you can resent that in your heart. And I couldn't touch you if you had to. Jesus could not do many mighty works because of why? Because of their unbelief. He says, so, Brother Man makes a statement. He says, so how little people know about, about faith. It's amazing, friends, to find out how little people know about it. They talk so much about it, yet they know so little of it. Now it goes on and we carry back on with this story with this young girl. 
She said, well, do you mean to tell me then what part does that play with God, the part here? He says, now look, there was an angel come to me in the room and told me that way back, back before I was born, that I was foreordained to have a gift of divine healing. And he came and he told me in the room one night that God sent a gift and this gift is a divine healing for the people. And he said, if I can get the people to believe me, believe me and be and would be sincere when I prayed that nothing would stand before the people. Well, that's great. That's for Brother Branham. No, that's for you. Therefore, speaking face to face with the supernatural being, I believe it with all my heart. And if I can get you to believe me with all your heart, that's what moves God. And then you're healed. Notice, if I can get you, he's saying, if I can get you to believe me with all your heart, that's what moves God, and then you'll be healed. See, your faith has saved you. You see what I mean? Your faith to believe has saved you, not what you worked up, not what you thought in your mind, but what you really know, the very evidence of things not seen. You see what I mean? And the girl said, Brother Bradham, I truly know that there's something above here that I've never reached. And she said, I'll try with all my heart. God have mercy on me. She said, let me believe. How many of you want to believe tonight? How many of you be like that person that says, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. We want to believe tonight. We want to believe for great things. We want to believe for supernatural things. But Lord, sometimes we're so inhibited by the things around us, by our circumstances, by the conditions. But Lord, help thou my unbelief tonight. Give me faith to believe tonight. Give me faith to pierce through the situations and the darkness of Laodicea. And give me faith to trust you, Lord, when it feels like I'm about to give up and I can't go any further. Lord, I want to hang on by faith tonight, knowing that you're able to do everything that your word declares that you can do. He goes, I took hold of her hand and there was a vibration pouring from the ruptured appendix and we had prayer for it and it stopped immediately and I said, God bless you, sister. Your faith has saved you. Notice, your faith has saved you. And every time if you listen to the end of a tape and when he pronounces healing and deliverance to somebody, it's always your faith has saved you. Your faith has saved thee. It's according to your faith. And I'm here to tell you again tonight, it's according to your faith if you'll believe what I'm telling you. If you'll believe what, what's being spoken tonight. If you can believe, if you can speak according to your faith, it'll be done as though you said it. He said there was an angel of God came to him and said, if I can get the people to believe and they would believe me and be sincere when I prayed, then nothing will stand before their prayer. I'm going to tell you tonight, he's the same God tonight. He's the same healer tonight. He, he moves the same. He acts the same. He works the same. And if I can get you to believe tonight and be sincere when we pray, then there's nothing can stand before you as the sons and daughters of God. Every demon power is subject to you tonight. If you can only recognize who you are and the faith and the power and the authority that you have as a son and daughter of God. If I can get you to believe tonight, if we can get your faith electrified tonight, you'll rise up and claim that promise. That healing will leave. Or not that not the healing will leave, but the healing would be yours and the sickness would leave. That troubled spirit that's been tormenting you would leave tonight if you can only let your faith loose to believe. Let my faith loose, Brother Joe. We're dignified. Come on. Dignified, we're a bunch of rednecks. I don't mean that in a bad way either. That's not a Joeism. No, we're just common people preaching a common message about a supernatural God. 
And if I can get you to believe tonight that when I'm preaching to you tonight, if you can believe and we can be sincere when we pray, nothing will stand before that prayer. Come on, some of you got great needs tonight. Nothing will stand before that prayer if you can believe, if you can have faith, if you can ask God without wavering, without shuddering, without having any doubts of unbelief. If you can believe tonight, all things are possible for you tonight. Put yourself in that scripture. All things are for me tonight if I can just believe. Lord, help my unbelief tonight. Lord, give me faith to believe tonight. Lord, give me faith to hold true tonight. Give me faith for my lost loved one tonight. Give me faith to be healed tonight. Give me faith to be delivered tonight. Lord, come by my way tonight. God can come passing by your pew the same way he did coming down that street in that neighborhood and a lady with a gorder on her neck. She was waving the sheets looking for it. Why? Because God passed by. Because she believed when she went through that prayer line that he was still able. What about your situation tonight? I'm here to tell you, he's still able. He's still God. The prophet of God might be off the scene, but I'm here to tell you, God has only magnified himself in a multi-member body tonight. And these same signs, these same wonders, these same results will follow them that believe tonight. Do you believe, church? Are you believers tonight? Are you sons and daughters of God? Well, then it pertains to you tonight. Don't let the devil talk you out of your victory. You came to this service tonight for an expectation. You didn't come here just to occupy a pew. Well, maybe some of you did. But some of you came to get something from God. I'm here to tell you, this is your night. This is your service. It's time that that enemy that's tormented you be destroyed tonight by faith. See, the same, same faith that saved that little girl is the same faith that's here tonight to move on your behalf. He's the same faith. He's the same faith to move you out of that situation. He's the same God, same faith that operates that go after lost loved ones. Sister Kimberly can testify. The Rungali girls and Sister Mandy can testify of what faith will do when you believe. Go after my son or go after my dad or go after my brother. And what did God do? God come, went after him, sent the Holy Spirit and the rest of them. They come to the house of God, and neither one of them has been the same since. He's still God, church, tonight. You look at that and say, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. You can, you can, you can. He's still the same God, same God, same God. Don't limit God because you see the condition or you see tattoos or you see this and that. Don't limit God based on those things. God is still able. God is still here. He's still an old time God. Just keep believing with unwavering faith. Lord, you said it. If I ask, you'll bring it to pass. I say there should be some of us tonight that are asking for our lost ones, asking for our sons, asking for our daughters, asking for our husbands, asking for our mothers. We should be asking and asking and asking that. But I don't want to bother God. You can't bother God tonight. God wants to be bothered. God wants to be troubled by your need tonight. Amen. I don't want to bug God. Y'all are just too polite. You know, I don't want to bug him. I mean, look, he's up in heaven. He's got all kinds of problems. Look over in some of these other countries. God got all kinds of problems. No, he ain't got no problems. No, he ain't got, God don't have problems. You got problems. Well, you're just afraid to take them to God. You know what I found out when I, every time I start to study, I go upstairs, shut myself in my room, my study. Never fails. Every time, last night, good thing I'll get up at 6 o'clock in the morning where they can't bother me because they're all asleep until about 8 o'clock. Every time I'm up there studying, here they come and walk right on in. I'm thinking... 
Y'all know I was up here. What do you want? Well, Papa, I was thinking about this. And I was thinking this. You know what? Your kids have no, no, no appreciation for the time you're putting in. They have no, oh, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of, about your time that you're studying that you need to be alone. You're trying to consecrate and consecrate to God and concentrate on God. And yet they just come barging in, knocking. Sometimes they don't even knock. Especially the little one I got right there. She just comes on in. You hear these little feet and all of a sudden the door wides open. I'm like, come on. I'm trying to study here. What, here's, here's a good line. What are you doing? <laughs> what I told you I was going to do when I walked up here is what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, but you know what I do? I make time. I stop for a minute. And I talk to them. And I very politely. <laughs> I love you. See you in a little bit. But we, oh, I, I don't want to bother God. You can't bother God. I don't care what your situation is tonight. God says, come to me boldly. Come to me and I will make sure. Look, he'll take time for you. Well, God, you got people over in Congo and you got people over here. You got a situation down here. Let me tell you, God will stop and drop everything he has. He'll bankrupt heaven tonight just to make sure that he fulfills that word to you to give you the attention that you have need of. Why did God put this on my heart tonight? Because why? Because somebody needs to know that God is here and God is able and God is ready for you to bug him tonight, for you to knock on the door and knock and keep knocking and ask and keep asking because why because he's an on time God and he's ready to respond to your faith tonight if you can only believe if you can only say God I need you on my behalf I need you to to move from my situation he's still God you can't bug God well brother Joe I'm afraid that my situation is just so big really we're backwards Louisiana there ain't that many big situations here. We don't get in traffic jams. I was up in New York. Oh my God, people. You better be prayed up driving in New York. Him people are bumper to bumper, honking and honking. And I finally told my driver, my driver, Brother Reggie, he was a deacon. I said, come on, pull a New Yorker on him. Honk, honk. I said, get out of the road. That felt so good. And sometimes that's what you need to do to the devil. Hulk, Hulk, get out of the way. I'm coming in the name of the Lord. I'm coming to receive my healing. I'm coming to receive my deliverance. I'm coming to receive my salvation. I'm coming to receive my sons. I'm coming tonight. Get out of the way, devil. You have no room here. I'm the son of God. I'm the boss of this road. I own this highway tonight. It's the Lord's highway, and you're not privy to it tonight. But if I can get you to believe, Nothing, clue in on that, nothing will stand before your prayer. And Brother Bram says, when real faith takes a hold in the heart, it's not intellectual, it's not reason no more, it's real. It's the Spirit of God witnessing through you. God's Word is true. I'll stay right with it. Yes, sir. And that brings the results. Let me find me a place to start bringing this down. Brother Bram said, many people fail. To get your healing because they think it's imagination. They think it's imagination. He goes, but it's not what you imagine. It's just as real as any sense of the body will declare anything else. It's as real as this is a gray coat. He says, punch your neighbor real quick. It's as real as you punch your neighbor and you felt the leg or the arm or the pinch or whatever it was. It's just as real as this is a white notepad. 
It's just as real. But he says, only it is, it's only for you. And nobody else can see it. It's your faith. But it's real faith. And he also now, he makes a statement now. He says, it's not in a man, it's not in an organization, it's not in a group of people. It's in God. Because God is the word. Your faith is in God. Don't anchor your faith in a man. Don't anchor it in an emotion. Don't anchor it in a sensation. Anchor your faith in God. He says now. See, many times people have faith today and tomorrow they haven't got it. And I'm looking around at some of you tonight and I've been there. One day I got faith for believing something that's so supernatural. The next day you get hit with something it's like, oh, where'd my faith go? We all have been there. Come on. It's okay to be honest tonight. We're in church. But I'm trying to get your faith off of those things. Let your faith be steady. He said... Faith is the sixth sense. It's more positive than smell. It's more positive than touch. It's more positive than, than reasoning. It's more positive than these things. He says, it's all in faith. He says, whatsoever you ask, he will give it. You can never exhaust, church, God's love and mercy for you tonight. Well, I don't went to the altar. Big deal. Who's counting? I know some of you probably are. Well, there goes that brother again. He's been up there five services in a row. Well, you know what? You don't have his need. Maybe if you had his need, you'd be up there. Maybe he's coming for you. And I don't mean that ugly. Because you know what? I had a sour attitude. And the Lord changed my thinking the other day and said, you know what? You need to quit talking about it. You need to start praying about it. Why don't you pray for that family? Pray for that situation. Quit complaining and ask God to move and begin to turn hearts. Turn every heart in that family. Turn every heart. Because maybe sometimes somebody comes up here for you. You know what? If it takes five or six times, keep on coming. Keep on coming. Had a little girl the other night, other morning, Sunday morning, come up for somebody else. Come up for prayer for somebody else. I think that's what we should do. We should be fighting for each other. How do you fight? By faith in your prayer. Believing that what God says, he's able to perform. See, you can never exhaust God's love and mercy to you. He goes, well, I hate to bother you, you, know, bother you so much, Father. He wants to be bothered that way. He does. Don't never think that you can ever ask God too much. I know you, even like Tabernacle, you need to hear that again. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you one more time. He says, don't ever, don't never think that you can ever ask God too much. So it's okay tonight to ask God. He goes, I believe the scripture said you have not because you ask not and you ask not because you believe not. He wants us to ask and believe that our joys may be full. He wants you to ask in abundantly, ask for big things. Don't limit, don't limit your faith to some small mustard seed. Get on out there, some other kind of faith. Move out there to big things. He says big things is just as easy to receive as little things. He said big things are just as easy to receive as little things. You can exhaust God's inexhaustible fountain of life. Why do we get scared when we come to God tonight? Why do we get scared to ask God to do this? God, you can't exhaust him. Could you imagine a small, tiny fish in a great big sea? Start, you know, he's swimming around and all of a sudden he stops. Sound like some of y'all come to church, you know, you stop. Y'all done shut down. 
The little fish stops. Well, you know what? I got to drink of this water sparingly. This is all the water there is. And if I drink it all, I'm going to die. There ain't going to be nothing for me to swim in. And sometimes that's the way we act when we come to the house of God. Could you imagine a little bitty fish drinking up the whole ocean? He said, that would be more easily done than you can exhaust the ever, uh, the ever living God, that you can exhaust God's knowledge and God's love and God's mercy for you tonight. It would be easier for a small fish to drink all the water in the ocean than it would be you as a son and daughter of God to come to him with your need and say, God, refuse you. Because why? Because you're afraid or he, he doesn't have enough mercy. He doesn't have enough grace. He doesn't have enough healing. I'm telling you tonight that God is full of mercy. God is full of grace. God is full of healing. God is full of miracles. God is full of faith. If you can only believe tonight, he's able tonight. He's here tonight. He's willing to do exceedingly, abundantly, all that you can even ask or think tonight. Whatever you petition God, God is able tonight. You can't exhaust the inexhaustible fountain of life. You can't exhaust them. So if you can't exhaust them, then get in the water and start swimming. Get in this water of faith tonight and start believing. Start swimming around. This is so wonderful. I'll tell you what, some of you need to let go a little bit tonight. Some of you need to let go and enjoy the presence of God. Quit us quenching the spirit, service after service. Let your arms loose. You know, it's okay to be a little Pentecostal. You look at me like, well, I wish I could be like you. No, you don't want to be like me. I got enough problems. But you know what? I enjoy my relationship with God. Some of y'all see me up there tapping my foot, doing my neck, you know, getting, I feel the music, you know, I, I like to worship. God deserves worship. This is how I worship. Well, that's fine. Get both of them tapping together and get a rhythm going. Maybe you'll start shaking your neck a little bit. And you start putting them hands together and praising the Lord. He's worthy to be praised, church. This ain't some dead church. He ain't a dead God. He's an ever-living God. He's an everlasting God. He's the ancient of days. You can't exhaust his goodness to you. You can't exhaust his mercy. Why don't we worship him? It's okay to let go. It's okay to let your hair down and worship this God. Think about what he's done for you. Think about where he come, where you come from. Think about where you are now. Oh, I say, oh, there ain't enough room in this church for me tonight. Why? Because I know where I was at and I know the mercies of God. And it wasn't me seeking God. God sought me out. God was coming by my way. God knew he put a seed on the inside. And all that you've got to do is a son of God. And that eternal seed is placed on the inside of you. It begin to drink the word and push out. And drink the word and push out. And before long, you'll push out branches. And branches will push out buds. And buds will push out fruit. And before you know it, you'll be a life-bearing tree. It's okay. It's okay to drink the water. It's good water. It's okay to be a Christian. It's okay, it's okay to enjoy the presence of God. He says, let me bring this to a close. Huh? I'm getting as long as Brother Aaron back there. Just kidding. He says, when a believer is placing Christ Jesus, you're planted in there in the inexhaustible, inexhaustible fountain of life. And the more you drink, the more you're going to push out. The more you drink, is the more you're going to push out. He says, now, 
as I start bringing this to a close. Sons and daughters of God, he says, he goes, you can create another world out there and go live on a private life on it. You had the power in you to do it. If you got a shadow of the power of God in you, you got power to do it. Did you hear what he just said? You have power within you tonight to create another world and go live on it. And you thought moving that bracelet was something. You thought believing for healing was something. You got power right now within you by your faith to create another world and go live on it. You just don't recognize the faith that you have and the authority that lays in that faith as a son and daughter of God. He goes, now, if you can believe whatever God will lead your soul to believe, that is yours. Every place the soul of your foot is set upon, by faith, God gives it to you, amen. It's yours. You possess it. If you can find the key to this law of faith that opens it to you, you see what I mean? If you're a son of God or a daughter of God, that never leaves you. It's with you all the time. Your faith gets away from it, but it's still there. Hallelujah. Your faith overcomes the things of the world. What is your faith? Your faith is the act of God that he's done in you to make you a son of God. He says, now as much faith will be released, he says, as much as your faith will be released, That's how much power you can have. As much faith as you release, that's as much faith or power that you can have. Because in you dwells the power to make heavens and earth. God dwells in you and you are a son and daughter of God. Amen. He goes, but it's your faith. According to your faith be it unto you, if thou canst believe all things are possible. The musicians will come back. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 13 as we bring this to a close. We have in the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. How many of you believe tonight? Faith that will speak. That young girl thought she believed and she realized she didn't. I'm not asking you tonight to move mountains, though you can. I'm not asking you tonight to go tie a bracelet up in your, on the chandelier or your ceiling fan or whatever it is and make it move. I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you tonight, do you have faith to speak for your need? We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. If you ask anything in my name, if you ask anything, In my name, that I will do. We have faith tonight. Each of you have faith tonight. But do you have faith to speak it? You got a need in your home, you got a need in your life, you got a need in your family. Do you got faith to speak it tonight?
He honors faith. You can be a nominal Christian, yet God will still honor your faith. I put it like this. You can be a ranked sinner, and God will still honor your faith. What about you tonight as the bride of Christ? Your life is holy, consecrated, dedicated to this Lord, to this message. You got a need tonight. Won't you speak? If you say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, you'll have whatsoever you ask for. We find here in Zechariah 4, it says, Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. God's ready tonight to take the mountain things in your life and have them come crumbling down. Maybe Satan has attacked your body and you got a need tonight. He's still God. But are you able to speak? Are you willing to speak? Or Brother Joe, I just came to the altar. That doesn't matter. Faith to speak. We have in us right now faith to speak to dry bones and see an army come out of the ashes. A mighty army. What about faith for a husband? What about faith for a wife? What about faith for a child? What about faith for healing? Brother George, what about faith for your back? What about faith for your mission trip? We have faith. We've got to know how to use it. How to use it, Brother Joe? Speak it. Put it in action tonight. If you've got a need tonight, the altar's open. you got a need tonight, I'll be glad to pray with you. But I'm here to tell you tonight, your faith is under attack. And that's where Satan, if he can weaken your faith, he can weaken you as a believer. So you must exercise your faith. Exercise that portion of God that he put inside of your life. The same faith that heals you or that saved you is the same faith that heals you, is the same faith that fills you with the Holy Ghost. It's the same faith we have for a resurrection. It's the same faith we have for a rapture. But you can't be afraid to ask. Ask big things. Ask great big things. It's okay with God. You can't bother God. You may be able to bother your dad. You may be able to bother your husband, sisters. That happens. Brothers, you may be able to bother your wife. But you can't bother God. He will make time for you tonight. How many believe? If you just bow your heads briefly. It's time tonight, church, that you operate your faith. And you ask God to come by your way tonight. Ask God to come by your pew. Well, Brother Joe, I've asked this before. That's okay. The Bible says knock and keep on knocking. Ask and keep on asking. If you knock, it shall be open. Seek, you shall find. These are promises that are laying in the Word of God right there at your fingertips. Can we have faith tonight just to reach out and claim it and speak? Lord, I need a touch from you tonight. 
Lord, I need you to come by my way. You see the sickness in my body. I need your touch. Lord, you see the persecution I've been under, tormented in my mind. Days I want to give up. I want to quit. Lord, come by my way tonight. Come by my pew tonight. Begin to speak what your need is. Maybe you've been in a battle in your mind, complexes, false reality, living under a pretense that nobody cares about you. Even God don't care about you. You can speak what you want tonight. There's a power that lays within your lips. Probably God said when a son of God takes the word of God upon his lips and begins to speak those words, it's the same as deity speaking. The same as Almighty God speaking. Because it's not you speaking, but it's the Holy Spirit. It's God speaking through you tonight. He's here to minister to that need. God didn't put this message on my heart tonight so that you can walk away out of here, you can leave out of here tonight defeated. God laid this on my heart because somebody was going to walk out in victory. Somebody's going to walk out knowing that that battle's over. Somebody's going to walk out knowing that they're not leaving a hoof behind. God anchors that promise in their soul tonight that my God is able, though it looks impossible. Let me tell you, there's nothing impossible with God and there's nothing impossible with you and God. Can you believe tonight? Can you believe for the impossible tonight? Will you believe for the impossible tonight? Well, Joe, you just said nothing's impossible. You're exactly right. So where should your faith be? Your faith should be on the tip of your tongue. Lord, touch my body. Lord, touch my son. Lord, touch my daughter. Lord, touch my daddy. Lord, touch me tonight. Touch my heart. Touch my life. Lord, I'm lukewarm. Lord, I'm just going through the motions. Lord, I want a revival tonight. That's all you got to do, church. Just speak it. Talk to them. Faith that will speak. Psalm 68. It says, let God arise. And let his enemies be scattered. That enemy of fear, that enemy of anxiety, that enemy of depression, that enemy of darkness and lewdness and has crippled your life and made you formal, lukewarm, and powerless. May that enemy tonight be scattered. And may God arise in your life. And may your faith be electrified. May it be ignited to believe for what seems impossible. For nothing is impossible with God.